0: Welcome to the Success with God and Psych podcast, where it's all about a purpose-driven life where God and psychology mix together and guide your way. And now, your host who's funny, informative, and a straight shooter, doing this so you have a better life, Dr. Jessica Kirzner. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what I like to say. There's no better day than today for blessings, impact, and purpose. And today I want to talk about faith, Uh, faith or belief, or um, you know, what does someone want to call it? I don't know what you believe in. What's your, what, what pulls you? Um, You know, in Matthew uh, chapter nine, verse 28, uh, Jesus asked the people, do you believe that I am able to do this when uh, the two blind men wanted to come in for him to heal their sight. He said, do you believe that I am able to do this? And I find myself asking uh, myself, do I believe that God is able to do things often? Um, Especially when it comes to podcasting and writing and just doing this walk is such a challenge for me every day. uh, Even when I see progress that, I struggle often to say, okay, do I have the faith or do I believe? And I feel like I'm the man when God came to, when Jesus came to heal his son and his son was uh, possessed by that spirit. And uh, God said, Jesus said, did you believe? And he said, I do believe, but help my, help thou my unbelief. And so it's like, I believe a little, I believe or do I believe a lot and doubt a little, or do I doubt a little and believe a lot? I'm unsure, but I do know that continuously I am checking in on my faith. And so I wanted to talk about faith and just, let's just talk about faith or belief uh, today. And I've talked about Believing before, but I want to talk about it more from just practical application, living our everyday lives of just faith in general. And faith for me, and I want to come from more of a spiritual perspective on this. And the reason why is because faith requires that you believe uh you believe something from God. So Andrew Murray said faith expects from God what is beyond all expectation. And so faith is really that I believe that a higher power is going to help me. So I trust that God can provide something that I know I can't do myself, or I know that alone it is not possible. And I want to talk about that and how we do it every day. So, you know, let's think about everyday, everyday things, right? So I wake up and I expect the daylight to to shine. I expect it to be there. Um, is there some science that say that's going to happen? Science can prove how it happens. We're rotating. But I expect that that's going to happen. Um, I have faith that it will. So when the moon and the sun switch on, or, or, and then we see the sunlight during the daytime and at night we see moonlight, I expect that. I believe that without even having to think about it, without even having to doubt it. I breathe in and out without having to think about it. I expect it. I have faith that it's going to happen. I believe that. And yes, science talks about you know my lungs and talks about what happens, but they can give out at any moment, right? But I have faith that I'm going to keep breathing. I have faith that every step I take, every breath I'm going to take is going to happen, right? That it's just going to keep going. And those things we do, I bring those up because those things we do we don't think about them. I never think about that. I trust that the road is not going to fall out from under me, that when I drive on it, it's just going to be stable. Um, that that earth is not just gonna cater from under me or fall. You know, I I trust that, you know, when I turn on the faucet, water's gonna come out. I trust that. And when it doesn't happen, right? When it doesn't happen, we question it. Go, what's going on? Did I pay my bill? Did is there an accident? Did someone hit the line outside? You know, you you find that there are reasons you believe it did not happen. But when you're expecting something, the impossible, right? Or you're expecting something you know you cannot do yourself. And for some people, that's becoming a mother, beginning pregnant when you've tried for years and it didn't happen, or it's trying to get this dream job or completing that degree, or um, helping people as with me, helping people that I cannot see, I cannot touch, right? Or uh, just being able to help your family change from one level of living to a higher level, to go from struggling to not struggling, to, to make more money. So there are things that is not, that is not as simple as breathing or getting in your car and driving on the road that we're having faith for. And when you're doing those things, those more abstract things that are not as tangible as as uh, the road or even t- air, because someone else would probably say, duh, when I say, duh, that's going to happen. Or something that's not as concrete, right? Or, or science doesn't back it up as much to say, okay, if you've not been getting pregnant and it's been six years, you're not going to get pregnant or you're not going to have a baby or you're not going to do it this way. And it can still happen. But to believe, to have faith that that's going to happen says that, okay, I expect from God something that is beyond all expectations. When the doctors say no, when people say you're too old, when people say, hey, you're not getting this response, when people say, yeah, you should probably stick with that job. When, you, when you're when you trying to do that faith, that's the kind of stuff I want to talk about. I want to talk about faith when you you feel like you're the one fighting everyone else believing something or having faith in something um, that most people would say hey you're foolish for that this makes no sense why would you want to do that or you should give up on that and just do this or, why not do this it would be simple right why li- why not do something else and so i want to talk about that because in that case where most of us would be I do believe we're just as that man that when God, when Jesus came to heal his son and he had that spirit in him and, and the, the um, disciples tried to do it and they couldn't. And he said, if you can, and Jesus said, do you not believe I can? And he said, I do believe, but help thou my unbelief. We believe, but we have unbelief. And so I want to talk about that. And that's what we're going to do after the break. We're going to talk about How do you say, I do believe, but help thou my unbelief? And what does that mean for our faith walk? What does that mean for that faith journey? We'll talk about that right after the break. Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book, Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from the path to loving yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books-A-Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirchner. Get up on your signed copy at healingaxcoach.org. All right, and we're back. So when we talk about faith and we talk about belief, right, we talk about faith. When we talk about these things, we say, okay, how do you know that you have to have something to believe? Because sometimes, you know, people believe I can be an astronaut and... Uh, I cannot, right? I may not have the skills. I may not be good at math. Um, I may be scared of being in tight spaces, claustrophobic, right? Then, okay, can I be an astronaut? Maybe it's not what I'm being meant to do, right? Um, So you're saying, okay, sometimes it may be that you hope for something or you want something to happen, but how do we know when it's God's voice, right? How do we know that that's what God's calling us to do? Because that to me is where we start. So we we start in this place by trying to seek what God's will is in our world and what God's will is in our life and, and to begin there, right? So Paul Tournier said the main thing in this world is not being sure what God's will is, but seeking it sincerely and following what we do understand of it the only possible answer to the destiny of man is to seek without respite to fulfill God's purpose. And so I want to seek to fulfill his purpose for my life. And so if you have heard from God, right? And so we talk about the hearing piece, like how did I hear? Because um, obviously right now we're not, you're not hearing him like I'm talking right now, but there are ways God talks to us. And so I want to talk about that. How do you know? that God says something, or how do you seek confirmation from God that this is what he wants from you? That, okay, having that baby is in his will, or uh, tra- changing your family's life from um, one level to the next is in his will, or uh, you know, helping people is his will for you, or, or, or whatever you're believing or having faith for. We want to check that, hey, is this in the will of God for my life? Because you'll have plenty of people say, okay, God's saying for me to start that business when really he wanted you to be the manager over here at this company, this company. And that's good. That's 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 not a bad thing. And that being a manager at that company may be where your purpose is. But if you go start this business, that's not going to flourish and that's not going to be what you're supposed to do because God didn't call you to do it. But then if he did, but let's say he called you to do the business and you're like, I want to stay and be this manager at this job. Well, then that's not going to work. You're going to suffer at that job and you're going to be unhappy. And yeah, you may make good money, but is it what God called you to do? Is it his purpose for your life, right? So we want to make sure that we're always trying to act in God's purpose for our world. And so we want to start there to make sure that what we're having faith for, what we're believing for is also within what God wants for us. And so there are ways God talks to us. And one of the main ways he talks to us is through the word of the Bible, right? And so You read the Bible, you open it up, you pray, you sit, you meditate with God and you say, Hey God, you know, speak to me. And when you open your word, he'll give you revelation that you'll see something in the way you didn't see it before. He'll, he'll shine some things on you. He'll lead you to certain places in that Bible. And it's one way that he uses to speak to us, right? Because God is a spirit and he speaks to us through the spirit and to our spirits. Right. And so another way that God talks us through the Holy Spirit. And so in this way, he talks directly to your heart somehow. So whether that be whether that is he gives you this you know just feeling or he gives you this just I just it's a kind of like a know it right or he gives you a dream, right because remember he gave Joseph a dream and so he will come to you in dreams and he will give you and reveal uh, things to you in a dream and and begin to give you the seeds uh, to desire. The things he wants for you or he wants for your purpose and what's in your life. Um, and he'll give you a vision, right? And then he'll send someone else to bring you a word. So sometimes he will send someone else that will bring you a word to give you confirmation or to give you direction. And so God speaks to us in many ways. And so one of these ways we want to say, okay, did God send me a dream? Did he send me a vision? Did, you know, is it, can I find it in his word? Did he did he highlight it for me in his word? Did he give me revelation? But somehow we want to say, make sure that this is coming from God and not us. And sometimes that can be difficult. That not even sometimes. I want to say all the time, that can be difficult in the beginning. Because in the beginning, you're like, is this me? Is it not? Is this God? Is it not? You know, am I believing something? Or I thought this was God and it's not anymore. And I don't think that that's a one-time solo check-in space, right? Like people will try to act like, okay, I did that. I'm so sure now. And I never check in again. No, I think that that is a continuous place for us at all times that we go back to God and say, hey, you know, I, I thought that was you. Was that really you? You know, and then you people say, well, if you seek confirmation over and over again, you don't have faith. And I would say that. No, they don't. Then we're not being real about that place of, you know, that I believe, but Lord help my unbelief. And so, and the way God helps us with faith is not by chastising us or scolding us. It is by blessing us. It is by showing up in our life and showing up in spaces and and, and revealing himself more to us in those areas that he builds our faith. And so, if I continually go to him, or I continually seek his word, or I continually say, God, give me more, give me vision, give me dreams, give me some type of something at some point, right? Continually seek his will, continually seek his face in it, then I begin to see more of what he is saying. And less of what I feel, right? So my emotions may be involved, my my feelings may be in place, my thoughts may be there. But as I continue to see God, is less of me, more of Him. And so, a little transparency on this for me. For me, uh, I love helping people. You know, I'm a psychologist, and so I love doing that part. But the healing next to me was something I did. I did not want to do. So. Uh, it was something that I initially rejected. Like when God sent me that vision, when he sent that to me, when he gave me that in my spirit, I was like, no, not something I want to do. And so automatically I knew it was not me because it was something I did not want. It was not something, it was not something that I saw in the plan. And that's really what it is. To me, the plan was, okay, you know, you become a psychologist, I become good at what I do and, I do that for years and then I'll retire. And that seemed like a great plan, right? And right when you're nearing, I was nearing the, the end of one chapter and thinking, okay, we're going now to the like, this is the gravy part. And this is just the, the enjoy what I do. And you just help people. Then God said, hey, wait a minute, nudge, I'm going to nudge on you real quick and give you this. And I was like, hey, hold up, wait, like I thought we were just going to do this, Um, and so I saw him for a long time to say, tell me something different. So it, it really wasn't that I needed him to uh, show me multiple times because he sent people who I didn't even tell it to, to say, hey, you know, I had this dream and in this dream this happened or, you know, for some reason I keep seeing you and this, this. So he sent plenty of people with those. But I was just like, God, send me one person that says No just do what you're, you're doing right now. Like just, just be a psychologist. Like just, just see people and, and do this thing one-on-one, right. Or do it in group, little groups. Like that for me was, was good. And I was like, I was praying, God, send me that person that says, this is, this is it. Like, just like, Hey, you know, like you're really good at this and you should do this forever. Um, and I couldn't get that. And then I said, "Okay, God, like I'm gonna say it's just me. Like this isn't you. Maybe it's just me." And when I said that, that's when he sent the people who came with, "Hey, I had this dream. Hey, I had this." So he wouldn't let me walk away from it. He wouldn't let me turn away from it. And so I knew his will. I was just hoping to get something different, you know. But uh, I knew it, right? So, so you have to say at some point, okay, how do you know, you know, is it just something you really, really want? Or is it something that God's calling you to, you know, is it something that he's shown you that you want, that he wants for you and it's in the plan or is it not, you know? And then someone would say something simple as, well, you know, uh, uh, having what, how would it be that not having a child of my own would be in God's will. Well, it could be. You could have something in your system that you don't know. and Something wrong with your body that you don't know. And you could have a kid and that kid dies in three years. Would you rather have that? Or would you rather he say you adopt a child that you could raise till 18 and have all those years with? Which one would you rather have? And you may say, well, who's going to choose the three years and the kid dies? No one. No one says that. You don't say that's what you would choose right you don't you wouldn't say that so you don't know that is definitely even in something like that you don't know that that's definitely why would i not say you know god wouldn't want me to start this business well he wouldn't want you to start that business if you can't handle um making money stretch or you can't handle the um the the uncertainty of pay periods right the Having to um, be, a, be the boss and make, be the person that's responsible for the ultimate decision, the person that decides whether that company is making it or not, some people cannot shoulder that, and that can cause you to crumble and be in an unhappy place, whereas being a manager, even though you're over decisions, it is not ultimately all on you, Right but God knows what we can handle. So yes, even in some of those decisions where you say, how could God not want that for, for my life? Sometimes he, he it may be the thing that looks great, it may not be what you, you need because we don't know all things about ourselves because we haven't been there, right? But God does. And so I may want that job, Or I may want that business or I may want that child, but it may be the very thing that causes me to lose it all or to lose myself, you know, or to sink into a depression or whatever, right? Or ever negative situation may come that we can't foresee because we can't see things, which is why ultimately at the end of the day, we want to be able to say we're seeking God's will for us and we're seeking God's purpose, right? To do what God wants us to do. And so we're going to follow up on this after the break. Are you having trouble making a decision? Does it feel really difficult because it feels like everything is on the line or everything is dependent on what you decide? Edwin Markham said, choices are the hinges of destiny. What can you do when you have these decisions? Make a decision tree. One, write the goal down and why that goal is important. Two, write the time frame that you have given yourself to reach that goal. Then three, write the possible choices and list the pros and cons of each choice. Next, circle the pros that are directly related to the reason the goal is important to you and tally them up. Then meditate and pray. Center yourself, don't be rash. Finally, pick a decision and call a trusted mentor to see how it sounds aloud and get feedback. Do these things and you will know the best decision for you and your goals. Choose it. This has been Heleneck Dr. K's Focus Me Minute with Dr. Jessica Kersner. Get more info at K at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right. And we're back. So we've talked about hearing from God, having faith and saying, okay, I do believe, but you know, God help me with my unbelief. Right. And so we want to talk now about, okay, faith. So now we, we try to have faith, right. And we're doing this faith walk. How do we walk that out? Because that for me has been been a struggle. Okay, I'll say, okay, I'm gonna do it. When I I have faith and I believe, I'm gonna do it. Even if I begrudgingly do it, right. Even if I have to walk slow, I'm gonna do it. Even if I have to move and you know I space it out, I'm gonna do it. Even if I stall it, I'm a little bit longer. I'm gonna do it. You know. But you know, I like what Charles Kingsley said when he said, "I do not want merely to possess faith. I want a faith that possesses me." And when I hear that, I'm like, man, like that is that is an awesome thing to say, right? Because you go, okay, when faith possesses you, it gives you that fire, it gives you that ability to just say, okay, I'm gonna run with it blindly without anything, right? And then I think, okay, wait, wait, I have faith that possessed me. I have believed something before, I have run after it, have ran hard, and it went nowhere. It did nothing. Absolute fail, right? And and then you go, wait, did I hear? Did I not? Did Was I right? Was I wrong? And that's part of it. That piece is part of it, right? Because you hear people tell their stories and that is what is great in the testimony. And so this is that next piece, right? The next piece is there are many people, like you have people that believe things in the world and then you have people that believe things that God called them to do, right? That like John 14, 12 says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these, right? And Romans 1.17 says, the righteous will live by faith. And so I don't want you to listen to people's stories that lived in the world. We want to listen to people's stories who said, God showed me this. God came to me and gave me this thing to do, right? And when I did it, this is how this went, because that's where the strength comes in the testimony that you hear people talk about this exact thing i believe and lord help thou mine unbelief you know i listen to people's stories and one person i think about right now uh, is just is tyler perry and that's because i've heard it recently and it's been the one that uh, god has brought to me over and over in this these last 6 months that for me i, I want to talk about his story because Tyler Perry, when he talked about God called him to start, you know, when he started doing plays and we started doing everything, he felt really led by God to do it. And he, he checked in and he kept checking in and he was like, I know this is what God is telling me to do. And he kept failing. So he did just that. He believed it. The faith, he had the faith, the faith possessed him and he lost everything. It was living out of a car, you know? So he had all of that. And he kept failing. He almost lost it all. So much so, his mom said, Why are you doing it? Go get you a job. Like, this isn't going to pan out, right? And the one thing he said was that he had to just keep trying, keep going. So, just because you fail, or just because you fall, and that faith possessed you, because that's what got me. You try, right? You try, and you call and you say, "I'm going to go all out there. I'm going to do it, do everything." And then, bloop, oh, it fails. Nothing happens, or not that you see, right? Because things are happening. You just haven't seen it. You just, you just haven't watched it. You haven't observed it. And but what God is doing, you cannot see. And so, you know, uh, you hear these stories from people in their faith. Journeys with their testimony from when God gave them the vision, or He gave them the word, or He spoke to them and said, This this dream, or whatever He gave them to do, this call, or whatever they had to check in to see, whether it was that baby, people who were trying to get pregnant, they knew God said that they would have a baby, where this this business or being at this job, but they thought this business, they are those testimonies, they are out there. And Ultimately, Tyler Perry says that one day when he wanted to quit. He said I was I was in my last place and I was angry with God. I said, Man, you know, I'm angry. You know, you keep telling me, to do this. I've done this, I've risked it all, I've taken everything. I'm living out of my car. People are saying I'm foolish. People are saying and and I'm doing it over and over. And it's like, why do you keep telling me dude? Why am I doing this if it's not going to do anything? And he says he looks outside, and when he looks outside, there are people waiting down the street to get into the play. And that changed everything from that day on from him. And so I say, and I share that to say, is that for all of us, that is it. Like you say, okay, I'm trying and trying to get this job and I've been applying and applying and applying and it's not happening, but the job is going to come. And that can seem too natural for some people. Like that happens, but there are people that they don't have the qualifications to get a job. You didn't finish high school or you quit or you've been... Um, have a lot of things that people consider negative stereotypes associated with you for your history and your past. And people will judge you or you feel like people will. But if God says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Right. It's just all about timing. And the thing is, there are things God is moving around in the scene that we can't see. Right. So it's just like when you mix salt and water, you don't see how they come together when it dissolves, but it does, you see the end result. And so it's the same thing here. So C.S. Lewis said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything. And so what I say that is to say, why I use that quote is because when you have your purpose by it, you see everything. And so without knowing what God wants you to do. You're kind of bum fumbling around, right? But the one thing that happens when you do accept what God calls you to do, it is the only thing that then feels right. Even when it drives you crazy. And even when you like, God, I'm stumbling here. Like nothing is happening. I'm bumping my head and I'm not seeing the response. I'm not seeing this thing pan out. It still feels like it is the only thing. For some reason, there's a thing that when you want to take that job, it does not do right. It doesn't feel right. It just You know it's not right, especially when you've gotten that confirmation. When people tell you to give up on that baby and you're like, but God said I was going to have a baby. You believe God. You trust him. You keep trying to have that baby with your husband. You don't say, no, I'm not going to have it. Now, you may adopt the kid before you have it. And that's going to be one awesome, awesome thing for that kid you adopt. But then you have your baby and you're like, yeah, this is my miracle baby. Yes. It's the one God promised you and he told you you were going to have it or that business or that job, you know, whatever it may be. But the thing here is to say, strengthen yourself with the word, you know, keep going back to God about it. You know, you say, God, I have my faith. Help me with my unbelief. And then. Go seek those testimonies. Look for them. Look out people who had faith. They had faith that God called them to do something. Not that the man wanted them to do something. Not that they wanted to do something. It's like, you know, I always wanted to be an astronaut and I went really hard after it. There's no faith there. There is not any expectation that God is going to do something there that God called them to do it. This is an idea I had. This is something I wanted to do. It's like someone saying, I want to lose 10 pounds. You need God to do that. You said, okay, I want to lose 10 pounds. I set out a goal for myself. I go to the gym. I adjust my diet. I lost to 10 pounds. right? But there are people that it's for God has the purpose for them to lose weight and they can't because they struggle with food addiction or they struggle with being habitually lazy. Unmotivated, maybe depression, you never know. And they do need a higher power to help them through that. And it does take the strength. So then they'll talk about how faith, how that belief, how God got them through that. Go for your stories that match where you're at, that say, okay, this is a faith thing. And I can't increase my faith with the world. I have to increase my faith with faith, with God, with Him. And then people that went through the journey with him. And that is the way that we walk through this. It worked for me. It's working for me. It's working for other people. So I want to close this out with a prayer um, that you could use um, to help you out on your faith journey. And so I'm going to pray for it. And you can use this prayer for yourself. It has worked for me. I'm praying it now. I always pray it. And so, Lord we come to you. I believe, but my faith isn't as strong as it should be. Father, I ask you to increase my faith where it's weak, to give me strength and grace to put all my confidence in you, your abilities, and that you can and will do what you said for a sinner like me, because I am your child and you are a good father. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. So I'll pray that for every one of you who has the faith to believe that and has the faith to pray. Um, Faith, also requires action, and when faith possesses you, right? When we get that possession in you, when it takes over you, that's where that action piece comes in. And I'm going to talk about that again on another to- on another day because faith is such a heavy topic that I mean I have plenty of time to talk about it, right. So we're going to talk about faith and faith in action um, on the next one, but in this one I really just want to talk about the struggle of believing and not believing and. Just, just with that within yourself, and and give you some basics or just some foundation there. On, hey, you know, you're not alone, and believing in that in that story where Jesus came to heal that man's son who had the demonic spirit with him. When he said, "I do believe," but help thou mine unbelief. God still, did Jesus still healed his son? So he didn't come to him and say, why don't you believe this little piece and only this piece? And it was not a debate. He believed. And he had unbelief. And Jesus still did it. And to me, that says God will still do it, even if we only believe a little. It's like they say, if you have the faith of a mustard seed. So even with your little belief, it gives God enough to do what he needs to do. But we want our faith to grow stronger. and We want our faith to be dynamic. And we want that faith to possess us, right? That really want that faith, to, that faith to take over. And so that our action then reflects it, our day-to-day walk. It's like we're on fire with that faith and you can't stop from being on fire. So instead of saying, I begrudgingly do it, I slowly do it, but I'm obedient because I, I'm doing it even though I'm slowly doing it. Even though I'm here doing it, it's like I'm on fire. And I stay on fire when 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 it falls, I stay on fire. When it uh, looks like it's not going to happen, I stay on fire. When um, obstacles come place, so Evelyn Underhill said, "Faith is not a refuge from reality. It is a demand that we face reality with all its difficulties, opportunities, and implications." So, I'm I'm not retreating here from reality and going into a fantasy world. I'm not saying okay, I'm on this next plane and you know, I'm just going to dream forever. I'm a dreamer. You know, people say I'm a dreamer. No, it's not that. This is something I'm called to do. This is my purpose and I am going to do that in the good days, I'm going to do it on the bad days. I'm going to do it when it almost feels like it won't happen is going to be impossible, right? So it makes you outlast it and that's what makes you make it. And so until next time, guys, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm happy to uh, get to you. Please reach out to me at K. That's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. Also K at gmail.com. All right. Thank you.